What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Thomas Randall is your pole man here for Armour All. Congratulations. He won round one, race one. And I'm back with the madness. Great job, Thomas Randall. Final turn, no one near him. He has controlled it from the start. He's going to pick up another race win and rolls it on home comfortably. Tom Randall has driven beautifully today, extending that championship lead. Will he be the champion for 2020? Final corner, and it's a Matt White Motorsport 1-2 at Mount Panorama. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. He is the 2020 Dunlop Super 2 Series champion, the one and only Thomas Randolph. Thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure wow. to be on the show. It's, uh, it's been too long. <laughs> Way too long. It has. It has. He's back. He's back in Melbourne. Are you back in Melbourne now? Yeah, yeah. Back in back in lovely Melbourne. So <laughs> I've come back at the right time. I've come you back have. and things have started to open up. So uh, I'm not, not sad about that at all, to be honest. I- just quickly before Matt gives you a barrage of questions because he normally hogs the interviews, the feature <laughs> interviews with his questions. Someone's got to be a professional. Yeah, so that's why I've jumped in really quickly. I want to know what it's like to have 2020 racing stats better than Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that right, is it? 100%, mate. Qualifying. Yeah, if I run through it. Let's DNS. Q1, Q2, Q2, Q1, Q1, Q2, and a measly Q3 are his qualifying efforts. P2, P2, P1, P2, P1, P2, P1. (laughs) So it doesn't really get too much better than that, a couple of missing P1s. No, you're right. And you know what? They they should have been wins, but um, they weren't. So what do you do? But, hey, (laughs) I think he's off doing some pretty good things at the moment. I mean, we all saw he... And his IndyCar debut on the weekend, and yep. I think I think he's going to be quite strong next year once he gets some testing under his belt. But look, I'm not going to compare myself to Scott just yet. I think <laughs> uh, the main series is probably a bit more difficult to win than, than Super Two, to be honest. Mate, this is clearly the show of champions. We had Tander on last week, the Bathurst champion. Now we've got the Super 2 champion on. Mate, congratulations. It's It's been a weird year, hasn't it? You've had uh, a dominant season in the Super 2. You had a pretty good Bathurst 1000. You've had some health challenges along the way. I mean, 2020, what a year, huh? Oh, well, not just what a year for me, but what a year for everyone. I mean... Yeah, certainly it started off kind of rocky uh, with myself. I mean, that's something that, yeah, we'll obviously still have to monitor. But uh, to get back behind the wheel at Adelaide in the Nissan, first time racing Nissan and stick it straight on pole was was bloody fantastic. And get it to event to come away winning the shortened uh, season was fantastic. I mean, I think we were going to be strong, hopefully, for the rest of the season if that was going to take place or not. But it, in this, in our current COVID climate, it just wasn't possible, but I mean, I certainly didn't think I'd be temporarily moving to Queensland, getting a dog while I was in Queensland <laughs> and then, you know, it was, it's just been wild and I mean, 
I'm one of the lucky ones, to be honest. I mean, I, I was able to get out of Victoria and uh, live in a, as you mentioned just before, how lovely Queensland is. You know, I was living mm-hmm. in such a lovely state with beautiful weather at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, no and, and great people. You stayed with some great people up there, up here I too. Did. <laughs> Don't get easy. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. So, uh, no, I, I, I got to stay with Stevie J one night and he took me a, with a spaghetti carbonara, we called it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now we got his. We got his. Um, what do we have? Uh, the, the beef, the smoked beef. You had the, the smoked I beef machine. I, I, I control, the, uh, controlling on his phone. I, I cranked up the old uh, full throttle barbecue smoker, and uh, yeah, it was it was good, wasn't it? it just I've got me- a man of many talents. I am. I, I, actually, Lane, I'm, I'm I'm sorry I couldn't be there for that. Oh, that's right, I didn't get an invite for that night. <laughs> that's yeah, right. No, that's okay. But that's you, right. No, good invite. Hey, but, well but done. you had some at Bathurst. Great, the Bathurst Day. Great invite. Well done. Thanks, mate. I, I wouldn't have minded coming up to see Tommy and <laughs> well, Tom actually said he wasn't really. Sh- he was or, quite a bit. He was quite nervous about. Um, you know, if I was going to invite anybody else like yourself over. So he just wanted to play himself <laughs> in steady into the Queensland climate. And we had hey, a great, if it makes you time. feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, Stevie never invited me back. So <laughs> it must have been, you know, it, it mustn't have gone as well as I thought it did. So, you know, mate, you, you know, know what it is, Tommy, don't feel bad. He is so OCD that, you know, if you'd, if you'd have left a sock... On the ground, that's a firing offence. You never get to go back. You never get. Well, to I'm go missing back. a sock, so it's probably there. <laughs> it's probably there. <laughs> so, Tommy, a, a, a great year. I mean, I, I said the Bathurst was good. Bathurst was good up until the race, essentially, when it kind of went pretty hard. I think you finished twenty eight odd laps down from there. Weird engine issues with a lot of teams this year, wasn't there? Mm, no, there was. I mean, certainly we weren't the only ones that had. Well, originally we thought it was a coil pack, but I think it was the, fuel, the injectors. I mean, they're still trying to get, on the, get to the bottom of that. I think uh, Brad's going to be yeah, speaking to KRE and trying to work out how those issues uh, came to fruition. I mean, mm. certainly we, we had power steering problems a fair bit of that weekend. and We thought we got on top of them after the shootout. And then come the warm-up Sunday morning, they, they returned and kept throwing new pumps at it, and that didn't seem to fix it. Uh, so, and, it, and to be honest, it wouldn't have mattered because we had the the engine issue in the race. I mean, it's just one of those things. Certainly, it seemed like the car just didn't want to finish that race, but <laughs> the team threw uh, blood, sweat and tears at it to, to get the car across the line. And, I mean, finishing... I think we finished 18th, but that was still... 100-odd points for Nick, and that sort of saved him a bit in the championship. So he still came yeah. home seventh. I mean, the goal for him was, or for us, was to try and get him top five in the championship, but the day we had so obviously turned pretty pear-shaped. So I was just happy that, you know, we, the boys pushed on and we, we got the car to the end and we ended up running a, a circular drift wheel because uh, the power steering uh, wasn't exactly running at maximum capacity for the last yeah. 80 laps. And we've seen that actually in the past. We've seen uh, on boards with Shane Van Gisbergen do the same thing when he's had issues. Mm. I think it was at Townsville, was it, where he they ended up putting a uh, a massive wheel on it just so he could muscle it to the end, but they ended up getting black flagged anyway from the oil and the smoke. But you also had some engine issues in your in your Super Two car and the Ultima on the Saturday race, didn't you, Tom? Yeah. Well, we actually had engine issues on the Friday after. Oh, sorry, on the Thursday um, we finished. 
because the Super Two happens sort of. We don't we don't run on the Sunday. We run Thursday, Friday, Saturday yep. there. And uh, after Thursday, we're looking at the data, and I was consistently about eight kilometres an hour down on my teammates. So we changed the engine as precaution, and then the engine we put in seemed pretty good for qualifying. And then sort of at the fifth lap of race one, we had an intermittent uh, coil pack failure on uh, on uh, cylinder eight. And it sort of came good around the middle of the race, and I was able to pull it, pull away again from Will Brown, and then it just got really bad. And uh, yeah, once we finished the race, Todd Kelly came over. He was our engine guy for the weekend, <laughs> and he was able to diagnose it. And we could see that yeah, um, a cylinder eight wasn't wasn't doing much in the race. So uh, yeah, I think right. it was pretty important that we still finish that race because if I, if I hadn't finished the race, we wouldn't have won the championship. So to still get second was was. Yeah, it was better than better than last, or better than a DNF. And then yeah, Saturday we uh, capitalised on Will's mistake, and I was just able to control the race from there. Um, Tom, one of your supporters and great mates has been Rusty French. People would know Rusty French from his Sky Sands liveries, black and gold and all that kind of stuff. And earlier on in the year uh, at Tail and Bend, you got the call up to drive in. Rusty's Bentley. Tell me about that. I mm. was there that weekend, as you know. I didn't have such a great weekend. I never saw you coming. In fact, I must say, there was at one point that you came up behind me so fast, you scared me so much, I actually ran off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Flicking lights in this Batmobile thing coming down the hill, and I took my eye off the road to look where you were for just a second because a Trans Am car is worth about one-tenth of a Bentley GD3 car. Uh, <laughs> onto the marbles, off the road, broke the axle, end of my weekend. So thanks for that, Tom. Good work. Firstly... There's not many racing drivers that would admit to that. Like, a normal racing driver would have said, I punted you off. So, credit <laughs> no, no. to you for admitting you were at fault there. Yes. Yes. I'm but, an old uh, man. No, that Bentley was, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that Bentley was a, an amazing experience. I mean, we saw that there was that tin top race coming up and uh, trying to, we were trying to get a drive in something else. And then, yeah, Dad actually said to me, uh, hey, what about we, yeah, we asked if Rusty would lend us the, the Bentley for the weekend. And, yeah, we spoke to Rusty lend. and he said, oh, yeah, lend. It's, it's kindly. It's not like, kindly, hey, mate, can I borrow your mower or car. can I borrow your whippersnapper? <laughs> it's, can I borrow your yeah, 750,000 euro Bentley GT3 car that's never been raced? <laughs> well, he did have to think about it overnight and he came back and, uh, yeah, he said, yeah, that, that's, uh, no, he had no issue with that and then, Dad prepared it, and I was in Queensland, and we were doing like team viewer across the computer. So when he was running it up, I was able to see the the live run up while I was in Queensland and make sure we did all that properly. And I was talking to James Allenson from Bentley or from M Sport in England the whole race weekend, sending him engine data to make sure that yeah the engine was performing, and uh, it all ended up running. Yeah, ran really well i think dad was pretty proud that you know he was able to prepare that he wasn't able to come but uh to prepare it send it over on a flatbed tow truck and then uh do the race meeting and send it back i mean uh i mean and, and big thanks to evil for for uh driving it over and yeah rusty for for letting it run i mean that was its first race event in australia and um who knows hopefully it's not the last and and was was it under the proviso, again, as race drivers, we all know people have given us cars to drive over the years, and there's always that, listen, mate, you bend it, you own it, 
Let me just, you, you, you know, you bend it, you buy it. Were you under that rule as well, that if you bent the Bentley, you bought it? Oh, look, I won't even go there. I mean, we, we, to be fair, we, to be fair, I don't, that discussion there yeah, wasn't really had, but I knew what, like, at the end of the day, I think one of the, one of the races, I think I was 20 seconds up the road, and it's kind of like that sort of, well, if I fire it off the road now, it's not going to look very good. Nope. So, in, in those kinds of race weekends where you're driving, yes, yeah, someone else's prized possession, you know, it, it's always in the back of your mind and, um, Really, it, it's kind of a no-risk weekend, um, and it was just great to get back behind the wheel of a car because I hadn't driven anything since mm-hmm. since the Super 2 round at Sydney Motorsport Park, and then I was able to do the co-driver session in Nick's car the weekend after, and then we were in the Bathurst uh, two and a half weeks later. Uh, and I guess also, just touching on that, there's nothing really... You're not going for anything, are you? Like, there's nothing to gain from finishing exactly, first or yeah. finishing last. It was actually literally just to get you back out in the seat doing a bit of driving because that's really yeah. the only time you could have got some proper race miles in a proper race car um, before the Enduros. Exactly. I mean, and that event was perfect. And, you know, credit to uh, the guys, uh, Paul Morris uh, and the rest of that group that got that Aussie tin top uh, created, really. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think everyone including yourself, Matt, that just wanted to go racing. And it was fantastic when they debuted at Townsville and then to have them at the bend, that was like a perfect opportunity for us. And then they raced again at Bathurst, which there's no way we could have done. I could have raced three in three categories, but um, (laughs) certainly if we weren't doing the 1000 or Super 2, we probably would have tried to do the tin tops and something. Um, But now, hopefully next year, early next year, all the borders can reopen and we can get back to some proper racing and uh, all uh, championships, all racing championships can get back underway in 2021. Absolutely. So let's talk about 2021. What's your plans, big guy? Because you win a winner chicken dinner in the Super 2 Championship. There's a couple of options floating around within the supercar world. Are we likely to see you step up to the main game? Can you give us a a, a, a kick-off on the silly season with an exclusive? What have you got for us? Oh, my exclusive is I'm, I'm still trying. Honestly, I'm yeah, still working on it. I haven't uh, haven't got anything locked in at the moment. And, you know, it's be nice to have something locked away, but I, at, normally the Supercars Championship ends in late November and you don't have as much time where now... It's ended mid-October. I think it gives the teams, you know, a bigger chance to try and get the the, the sponsorship for next year and a bit more of a laid-back approach, if you like, for next year in terms of, you know, they don't need to sign a driver straight away. I think there's a bit more time to organise things and get things in in order. So, um, yeah, obviously that's where I feel I deserve to be, but if it doesn't happen, I mean... Life goes on. Um, you know, I'll, if, if I'm not in the main series next year, I'll still be pushing to be a co-driver and then look at S5000. I'd love to be back in that championship and mm-hmm. uh, probably do some races in my dad's uh, my dad's sports event. So I'm sure, no matter what happens next year, I'm sure I'll be on the grid in something. I've got no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, um, I won't get my hopes up with supercars because uh, I, I haven't been around that long, but I understand the game. But I do believe that I deserve to be there. But I think, uh, I think we all, I, I think we all think that same thing. Yeah, I think we all, we all think mm. you yep. know we've we've always been 
big Tom Randall fans here. Mm-hmm. We've always tried to push the uh, push the, the barrel of Tom Randall. Yep. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, obviously you've got some other stuff that you're still doing there with uh, with Dream Simulation, mate. And is that still going to be kicking on? I know it's obviously been horrible times and you haven't been able to do anything with it up until now. But, mm. you know, do you think now is the time that it's going to – you're going to start to be able to push it and, because people are going to be able to come in and, and you know, run on your, your top-of-the-line simulator that you've got there? Absolutely. I mean, technically today, the 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 rules of last night as of eleven fifty nine, as you said earlier, the pubs are open and technically we can reopen now, which is great. It's just that for until the eighth of November, it's only people within this twenty five kilometre radius. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, yeah, technically we we can we can reopen. I'm just trying to finish some some uni work. Uh, I've only got about two weeks left that and then yeah it'd be nice to focus on the simulator and get that up and running properly because it it, it sort of started in a difficult period and then everything shut down but it kind of worked in my favor that while the borders were shut melbourne was in lockdown because i moved to queensland and i wouldn't have been able to run it anyway because i was in queensland and the fact that all the restrictions were in place meant it was closed so in a way it, it worked in my favor that i was able to out of Victoria and I think just not having a quarantine was great for my mental uh, health to be honest Mm -hmm. it was the best way to prepare for for Bathurst and for the for the 1000 well I mean I think we're yes as we said we're all fans of you Tommy and um I really believe what you just said there, that I think this is going to be a help, that there's a bit of time now between the end of this season and the, mm. and the kick-off, whatever, wherever that may be for next season, that that uh, exploring commercial options and exploring team options and time for discussions and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, too. Yeah, like, oh, this silly season's more mental. than normal. Yep, this silly season, because we finished early, the retirement of Rick Kelly, we're going to cover it a little bit later on in the show, Nimsy, but this off-season, this silly season, Season, us in supercar world, Formula One, well, the motorsport silly season is crazy this year. So it's going to be it's lots to talk about over the coming weeks. Yeah, well, not yeah, no. not just that too. But Tommy, you've also you've got to let let it sink in that you're actually the the Super Two champion for 2020. You've got a, a nice bit of an off season to celebrate that. I mean, I saw uh, on on the social media, I mean Jack Rewalt, Premiership player who won a grand final on Saturday, offering his congratulations to you. So you have got to soak that in for a little bit before we <laughs> look too far ahead. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a top bloke, and um, yeah, we went for a few rides when we were in, when we were in Victoria, and he yeah used the simulator for the Celebrity E-Series race. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be nice having that trophy in the, at the workshop. So I've just got to work out how, how I'm going to get it. Because, uh, yeah, currently don't <laughs> how have How many it. chicken nuggets so, you can stick into it? Because that seems to be the thing there. you got to you got to whack as many chicken nuggets into the championship trophy as possible. That, well, that's it. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what Scotty did, didn't he? Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. That's the, that's the uh, new thing. So I'd do it differently. Oh, yeah. I'd see how many Big Macs I could fit in it. <laughs> There would be. Well, what, be what, what to, does that tell you? What, what does that tell you, Steve? Like, you know, <laughs> well, what, what's wrong with chicken nuggets? No, well, it's been done. Scotty's done. You got to do something different. Okay. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, like Tom. An Oreo McFlurry. An Oreo yeah, McFlurry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How many Oreo McFlurries you can fill? Full of soft serve. Just fill it right up like a giant Mr. Whippy. How good. Yeah. 
bloody good. Now <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just fantasising this massive Oreo McFlurry filled trophy. Yeah, once you get the phone, once you get off the phone with us, you're just going to text Matt White and just be like, "How do you feel about a trophy that's got possibly some Oreo remnants in it?" <laughs> oh, that'll be going straight to get deep, deep cleaned, I think. <laughs> but uh, hey, look, Tommy, as I said to you, mate, we we were just absolutely stoked when we saw the announcement that uh, you won. And looking at your stats, mate, you really do deserve it. You you hadn't the considering the fact that your worst result this year is P two and your worst qualifying is P three, like I said, you better be giving yourself a big pat on the back uh, during the off-season and, and really savour that moment, mate. No, thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, before we go, we do obviously have to thank uh, the fine people that support you. I mean, as we sort of said, Sky Sands is sort of become your... Uh, it's 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 delivery that's closely associated, like Dick Johnson with Shell or um, Brocky with uh, with the Marlboro and and all that. This is really sort of uh, it's it's your branding, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, uh, Rusty's not just a supporter; he's a he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of the family. And um, yeah, he's sort of yeah stuck by our side over the last few years. So it's been a great relationship that we've sort of built up over the last yeah six years and. Hopefully we can yeah continue that friendship. Um, yeah, it's been great having Rusty on our side, and I can't just thank Rusty. You know, I've got to thank uh, all the other guys as well, developers, Ace Defense, um, and then we had some more guys in the car for uh, for Bathurst as well, Toff, where Harvey Norman Commercial, Weber Stores, and Herzog Steel. So, and also my family. You know, it's just couldn't have done it without them, and and my temporary family, the McAdams up in Queensland, and then Stevie J for. Yeah, <laughs> letting me seek refuge at his uh, at his residence. <laughs> the zoo. <laughs> the, the, oh, this, this, this Stevie J Zoo, you got to love it. But uh, hey, Tommy, we appreciate his taking time to uh, jump on board. As we said, mate, pubs and stuff are open, so maybe you can get a restaurant booking if uh, all of Melbourne haven't jumped on board and booked them all out and have a bit of a celebration, bud. But uh, thanks for joining us on the driver's seat. No worries, Kate. Pleasure as always, guys, and have a great night. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.